0: welcome to our third season of knowledge cast if you're a regular listener we're certainly glad to have you back with us again and if you're a first-time listener welcome and we hope that you enjoy today's podcast and will join us again next week we have a great list of guests scheduled for our third season and you can read about them by going to jackwwilliams.com and scrolling down to the podcast section well it's my privilege today to to welcome uh, our guest dr barbara wall dr wall Has 43 years in the field of education, she's held teaching responsibilities in middle and high school and administrative roles at the school level, the district level, and the state level. Uh, Dr. Wall has three degrees from Georgia College and State University, as well as a doctorate of education in workforce education development from the University of Georgia currently dr wall works for the georgia department of education heading up its career technical uh, agricultural educational department or what we call ctae and she ha- holds the title of deputy superintendent of the department of education well, dr wall it's uh, it's real privilege for me to have you with us today
1: thank you jack
0: well you know, you and I met back in 2015 when we began to develop some life skills programs for your CTA students. And when we first met and I started working with you, I was shocked at how many students were involved in, in all that the CTA department did. Share with the audience a little bit about what CTA is all about.
1: Well, Jack, our mission in career tech and ag education for Georgia is to provide experiences for Georgia students so that they'll be successful in their careers. Uh, And we know that some students go to a career right after high school, some wait uh, and go to a technical uh, college or they may go to a four-year university before they begin their career. But whenever they begin their career, we want them to be successful. So we provide experiences during their middle school and high school that will uh, create that success for them.
0: Well, I know in Georgia, your CTA program offers what uh, you call 17 clusters or pathways. And, and I was just taken back by the breadth and the depth of those pathways. Can, can you uh, kind of quickly touch base on what some of these pathways are that the students can, uh, can study?
1: Sure. Most states offer 16 pathways. Uh, Here in Georgia, we do offer 17. Our 17th uh, career uh, cluster area is energy. Uh, Energy is very prevalent in Georgia. Lots of uh, Georgia power workers, as well as other uh, folks in the industry area. So we did add industry, but we have ag, uh, architecture and construction, uh, arts, uh, AV technology, film industry, is real popular here, so we've got a lot of fem uh, With some of our pathways, we offer education and training, uh, finance, uh, government and public assistance and administration, healthcare science, hospitality and tourism, information technology, marketing, manufacturing, uh, STEM and transportation uh, are some of the uh, different cluster areas that we offer. So I think not- there's something for everybody.
0: Well, there is. And I know when I visited some of the schools, I just was just amazed at the equipment that the uh, students have to work with. And I mean, it's current. And so when they go into the workplace, they have actually, in in many cases, worked on the equipment already that they're going to be right. working at full time, which gives them a, a great competitive advantage in the workforce.
1: Many times uh, it's that same equipment that they'll see in the industry. Uh, right. And we need to thank our legislators for uh, being so uh, kind to us and putting money in our budgets uh, to help with that equipment year after year.
0: Well, you've seen CTAE at, at different levels prior to heading up the department. And uh, tell us how um, CTAE has kind of changed over the years.
1: there has been a lot of change in career tech uh, over the years. I began teaching uh, as a home economics teacher, Uh, in a small rural district in Wilkinson County, Uh, began uh, my administration work there as well. Uh, And I was the vocational director uh, before I left Wilkinson County. I then moved to Bowen County, uh, Bowen High School, where I served as the career tech director there. That was a larger system. Then I moved on to Houston County as their CTA director. Some of the changes that I've seen are terminologies just like I began as a a home economics teacher. They're called family and consumer science teachers. I began in administration with vocational director. Uh, Now we are called CTAE directors. So, you know, some of it's terminology, but a lot of that has to do with technology that has entered the uh, various career fields uh, throughout. Um, I know if you've taken your car in for service lately, they typically connect the car to a computer, uh, the, uh, the lab area, the work area where they bring your car is very clean, uh, t- just totally different than what we used to think of as career tech. So we're constantly trying to dispel some myths, especially like the manufacturing industry. Many people think the manufacturing industry is like it was uh, in years gone by, dirty, grimy, laborious work. But when we go into manufacturing today, we see clean facilities, we see a lot of robots, a lot of technology is there. Uh, So it's quite different. Um, So as the industries change, our programs have to change to reflect those industries. So that's where a lot of change that I have seen over the years. And, uh, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth in education, just like it does in many areas. Uh, We went for quite a while saying, if you're gonna amount to anything or be successful at all, you've got to go to a four-year university. Uh, You know, we're trying to uh, bring back some common sense to that statement and say that, you know, you, there are many other ways that one can become successful in a career and a four-year college degree is not necessary in all areas so you know that's the message we're trying to get out now is that uh, there's value in different types of jobs uh, whether they require a four-year degree or whether they uh, are jobs that you go into right after high school
0: well you've touched on this a little bit but uh you know you you partner with the business community in terms of helping prepare these uh, students to to enter the workforce what are some things that you do in terms of partnering with them to to find out what they need and and how they can help you yeah.
1: well we cannot accomplish our mission as georgia career tech educators without business and industry. We've got to know what's going on in business and industry, what's current out there. And we do that in in a variety of ways. Uh, One thing that we do is talk to business and industry. We listen to them. And I encourage all of our career tech folks across the state, that's a good starting point. Talk to them, listen to them, and find out what they need. But if we don't respond and give business and industry what they need, they're going to stop talking to us. So, you know, listen and respond. Um, uh, Many times we'll do externships in a business. Uh, This is where the adults go into a business for two or three days and just experience their world. Uh, It's kind of hard to uh, help students understand what's going on currently in a particular uh, career if you haven't experienced that yourself. So uh, we we feel like it's a win-win when our educators go into industry. The industry learns about us, we learn about the industry. Um, So that's one thing that our industry does for us. Uh, Many times industry serves on our business and industry advisory councils. Every school district that receives Perkins funds, this is federal money to run their programs, uh, must have business and industry advisory councils. That means every school district in Georgia must have business and industry advisory councils because they all receive those funds. Uh, and you know, advice from them, what's going on? What are the current trends? That's very important. Many of them will serve as judges in some of our competitions. Our students go and compete in different areas. Uh, industry serves as judges oftentimes. Uh, they serve on our curriculum writing teams. They don't necessarily write the curriculum, but they they are very much involved in what needs to be uh, taught to students in certain areas. When we bring new courses to the state board for approval, we have had at least 51% of every committee made up of business and industry. So business and industry is a strong force uh, in career tech and ag education.
0: Well, it's really turned out to be a great partnership. I know one other thing that you do uh, with uh, business and industry is you have your work based learning programs. Explain to our audience how that works.
1: Work based learning program uh, in Georgia is one of the best, I would say the best in the nation. Work based learning is where a student goes to school part of the day and then they uh, go to a job site for one to three hours during the regular school day. They get paid. Uh, And they get school credit while they're working. You know, so many times we are in school, we read books about an experience or we talk about work, uh, but work based learning allows a student to really go and work. They, you know, are working, they know what it's really like. Uh, Those employability skills that uh, our employers need so much uh, can really be seen if a student is in a work based learning placement. So that is that is something that many of our employers provide is work based learning opportunities. And um, you know the more opportunities that we can have students in those areas, uh, the better they're gonna be when they become uh, fully employed after high school.
0: Well, I had the opportunity to uh, be called by a national company who has a big presence in Georgia to come over and talk to them about their work based learning program because, they were struggling and uh, and really understood the value of it, and unfortunately, they, they didn't have it structured the proper way, and so we spent a little time and and uh, really developed a nice little relationship with them, and now they are just rocking and rolling uh, from their end and the students. In fact, I go over there twice a year and and uh, speak to their, their new class, but uh, they really see the benefits of, of having the program. Um, Well, your department's been recognized for for so many things that you've been able to accomplish during your tenure. Are there a couple of things, though, that kind of come to mind that you just felt were really special in terms of recognizing CTAE?
1: We have. But, you know, the one thing that I like to have out there that recognizes the good work in uh, CTAE is when other people tell our stories. Uh, you know if if some of our state board members know what's going on in the school district and we try to keep them well informed but if they start talking about something they've seen or something they know about that is a career tech um, success story that that that's wonderful you know we can talk about all the great things that we do but uh, when we've got other people talking about those great things I think that's just extra special and when I talk about great things I'm talking about student success stories Uh, We try to highlight uh, students and how they have become successful. Um, Each year we do an annual report and we uh, always put four different students on the back. We try to have students from different, um, different parts of the state, different interest areas, different types of students and show that career tech and ag education is for everybody. Um, Communicating what's going on in career tech is very important. I think that's one of the most important things that we've been able to do is to let folks know what's going on in career tech. Uh, We've got the four students that we focused on this year. We had one gentleman. He was a a high school student in an automotive program, uh, and he worked with uh, Southwire, uh, which is um, You know a a company that does some great work for many of our students that are struggling students that you know may be homeless students that may be far behind in school and they just don't seem to be uh you know doing what they need to be doing in school he was part of that program and this kid he graduated he's coming back to work with southwire He's enrolled in college and he's getting a degree to become a mechanical, uh, a maintenance uh, person uh, to do uh, the maintenance degree uh, at, uh, I think it's West Georgia Technical College is where he is. So he's one of our success stories. Got another success story is an ag student. Uh, this SAAC student was uh, very involved in FFA, where they learn a lot of leadership skills, they learn a lot of employability skills, um, and he uh, is now in his professional uh, career as a design engineer for John Deere Tractor. So, you know, we've got students that uh, go from one extreme to the other. One of our success stories this year is a student who, uh, Took a uh, welding course at a particular school, and that welding course would count as her math class. So, <laughs> the reason she took it was take welding or take math. I think I'll take welding. It's hands on and it'll be more fun. She never dreamed that she would um, seek a career in welding, but she ended up doing that. Uh, she got a scholarship and she uh, got a degree in welding and has become a high school welding teacher. Oh, wow. So, see that as a great success story. Uh, another kid was uh, very involved in uh, work-based learning programs in the healthcare science area. He uh, got a couple of different certifications while he was in high school. He, was, uh, uh, he got his phlebotomy technician certification and his uh, certified nursing assistant uh, certification, all while he was in high school. And since high school, he uh, has become a registered nurse and he uh, works at a hospital. He did a lot of work in ICU, uh, especially during COVID and beyond. But, you know, when you talk to these kids and you learn that, you know, they've gone through our programs, they've experienced um, just, you know, various things in the programs that have carried over to careers. Uh, Some of these are just beginning their careers. Some of them have been in this for a few years, but, just seeing the success that uh, career tech can bring to students students with different interests students with different backgrounds students with different sets of problems at home or no problems at home or you know whatever the case uh, there's something there in career tech uh, that can help make a student successful.
0: well you know how i feel about what you do and you know i, I became a cheerleader for you beginning in 2015. And anytime I interact with uh, with business folks, uh, if the opportunity presents itself, uh, and sometimes when the opportunity doesn't present itself, I am still bringing up, uh, you need to be checking what's going on in the CTA schools around you.
1: We appreciate um, you, Jack. That's what we need is more storytellers out there.
0: Well, you've got good stories to tell. Well, as the as deputy uh, superintendent of uh, CTA, what do you feel like is your biggest challenge going forward?
1: I feel like our biggest challenge uh, for a while is to help employers realize that career tech and ag education is part of the career pipeline. Uh, You know, sometimes an employer may need some uh, employees, Uh, they automatically look to our wonderful technical colleges, but oftentimes they forget that there's some high school students that can actually help uh, with the career pipeline. Uh, we're really finding out now uh, how, that we are being called on a lot more than in the past. You know, With the shortage of workers uh, across every industry sector, uh, employers are beginning to say, hey, what can our high school CTAE programs do to help us? So I think we've been talking about how career tech and ag education delivers, I think it's showtime now. It's time for us to show how we can deliver. There's more opportunities out there than ever for us to showcase these high school students and help others realize that they truly are part of the career pipeline.
0: Well, you do a great job. And as I said, you got you got a lot of stories to tell. We got time for just a second. I want to get on a, on a personal note. Um, I know something that you're uh, very proud of, and rightly so, is your son J.T.'s success as a high school football coach. Tell us uh, a little bit about what's been going on in his life, because I know you're at every game.
1: Um, most of them, but my son-in-law is a coach, too, so I to kind of balance a little bit of those games. Oh, I forgot uh, about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, J.T.'s dream was to play uh, for University of Georgia. Uh, so he did. He uh, After he finished at Georgia, he went on and was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then he returned to his alma mater, John Milledge Academy, and he's had a very successful career. Uh, during this time as the head football coach, he led the Trojans to their first state championship, uh, and that was in 2016. Since then, uh, they've had three more state titles. Those three were three years in a row, last <laughs> year being that third year. So they now have four state titles. Um, but they, they also have a pretty good record. Um, his overall record, record is 126 wins and 14 losses. Uh, but the Tro- Trojans right now have a 38-game winning streak. Um, but you know, he's always said those games are won in the weight room.
0: Oh, well, he's got—he's just done a phenomenal job. As we were talking before we went on the air, his biggest problem is scheduling, getting people to play him because That's they good. know what they're going up against when they go up against one of his teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, his somewhat more genes are pretty tough. Um, but work ethic is something that he's always been real strong with, and he instills that in his students.
0: I look forward to, to following him again this year. Well, Barbara, listen, I really appreciate you spending time with us to, to help educate our audience on all the opportunities for students through uh, the CTA program. You and your team just do a fantastic job and the state needs to spend more time educating the citizens of Georgia about all the curriculum pathways that are available to your students. And, and as you know, as I said, I've tried to do my part as I travel around and We'll continue to do so. But thank you so much for being with us and continued success.
1: Thank you, Jack. We appreciate you.
0: Well, as we close another of our podcasts, thanks to each of you for making uh, our podcast part of your day. And I want to once again challenge you this week to try to be a positive influence in the lives of others. I look forward to having you back again with us next week as we welcome another interesting guest. Have a great week.
2: Hey, before you go, we wanted to let you know about Jack's book called The Question, a guide to answering life's most important question. In this book, Jack shares his personal journey that began in 1993 to determine the values, principles, and beliefs that would guide his life. Whether you are a spouse, parent, grandparent, friend, leader, educator, coach, or mentor, Jack's I Believe statements apply to all the roles he has played during his lifetime and can do the same for you. Jack's message applies to all people, ages, and careers. It's an easy read with compelling stories, enjoyable humor, and sincere transparency. The question is now available in ebook and paperback exclusively on Amazon. Go to jackwwilliams.com slash the question to learn more and buy your copy today. Again, thanks for joining us for this episode and join us next week for an all new episode of Knowledge Cast by Ideals.